Hi, this is Tom Pizzotto. And Dan Silvestri. From Spy Movie Navigator, where we're cracking the code of spy movies. Today we're going to break down the newly released No Time to Die title song by Billie Eilish. We heard the pre-release of the title song on February 12th, and it sounded eerie. With a four-beat note, with the emphasis on the fourth note. Sounded like an E minor key. We're not musical experts <laughs> by any means. When, when you told me that, I, I I think I said to you, how the hell did you figure that out? Yeah, but I I I took piano lessons when I was 12 for about <laughs> six months. Yeah, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But basically, it's an E minor key, and songs in E minor keys are subdued, sad a lot of times, and melancholy. And listening as a fan, this pre-release was haunting. It, it was. It, I, I, actually, I actually let that thing sit looping like we've got kind of in the background here for an hour, hour and a half yesterday while I was sitting working on my computer. Yeah, so it, it's the four main notes are E, F sharp, G, B. Boom, 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 with the emphasis on the B. So when we Googled effective musical key characteristics because... That's exactly what I would have typed in. <laughs> yeah, because you're looking for what E minor and minor keys represent. This was this was cool. We found this. So in part, for E minor, this is kind of what it implies. Naive, womanly, innocent declaration of love. Lament without grumbling. Sighs accompanied by few tears. And the key represents the imminent hope of resolving in the pure happiness of C major. C major, of course, is the major key so all, all of these things when i'm listening to this and reading this i'm thinking this is absolutely spot on for this bond movie yeah and, and this is and this is this is something you found just doing a search not tying it to the movie it was just what's right. an e minor i i wanted to see because i'm hearing e minor and minor mm -hmm. keys are sad i wanted to see what was what was the background of e minor so again uh, we're amazed because this really fits perfectly this E minor key is revealing. And this melancholy song title repeats this fourth note emphasis, and that note is a B. It's a B. Which stands for? Bond. <laughs> now we are really intrigued, and now I'm a little worried. All right, so we're going to continue on with going through this E minor key characteristic naive was bond naive in his relationship with swan remember we all have our secrets we just didn't get to yours yet womanly innocent declaration of love is swan despite her secret declaring she still loves bond hey wow maybe maybe that's true you know, now that, this is kind of interesting because when we get into the lyrics What's the perspective here? You're saying womanly, innocent declaration of love, but is this really Bond who's speaking, not... It doesn't matter. It's a womanly declaration of love. It, it, it's a characteristic of a, a person under this duress or stress or whatever. Here they say a womanly characteristic, but it could be anybody, really. Okay. All right? Lament. This, this one I love. Lament without grumbling. Think of Bond standing in front of the grave shot, that shot. Think Bond in the past, losing Vesper. Lament without grumbling. 
Could we see the same in No Time to Die? I mean, this is kind of a Bond characteristic. Well, especially a Daniel Bond characteristic. Yeah, but you look back all the way through. Women Bond was protecting, died oftentimes. He, he looked at them sadly, like when Coral died in Dr. No. He looked at him sadly. You could see, okay, and he's didn't sad. And did grumble. Okay, I got you. But he's not grumbling. Okay. So it's happened in basically all of the movies because right. he loses a lot of people he's protecting. He, he does. <laughs> he's very skilled at that. Yeah. So this is this is a, a, a perfect, this is perfect. This is perfect for this film and basically go back to all of them. Sighs accompanied by few tears. Bond rarely sheds tears. He may sigh but he rarely shows his emotions with tears. Or, you'll never see me cry. And we're going to get to the lyrics and analyze those. You'll never see me cry. So this is big. Now, again, in Her Majesty, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, he cries when Tracy dies. But in the reboot of Craig, we don't know anything about Tracy, really. Right. They've never mentioned right? that. Tracy marriage. doesn't exist in, this, yeah. in the Daniel arc. Yeah, so this is another good. Sighs accompanied by few tears. Or is it Swan? Whose sighs accompanied by few tears? You know, it, there's intrigue here because we really don't know what's happening in the film and who is crying or not crying. I think this whole marketing hype is a big setup. It's great, isn't and it? And that they're going to set us up and this is going to be totally like Paloma based or something. And we're going to all just have our heads explode when they release it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ian Productions has done a fabulous job this time around. I mean, we've waited five years, so we're we're all in anticipation of this thing. All right, so we've done Naive. We've done Womenly, Innocent Declaration of Love. We've done Lament Without Grumbling. We've done Sighs Accompanied by Few Tears. Now we'll look at the E minor key. It speaks of the imminent hope of resolving in the pure happiness of C major, which is characterized as completely pure. Its character is innocence, simplicity, being naive, and children's talk. In No Time to Die, who wants to resolve to happiness? Bon? Swan? Both? Or someone else? This is good. Come on, Bond. Yeah, come on, Bond. Ah, we've listened to the entire song title a hundred times. We're <laughs> Let's do it a lot. And we're going to dig into the lyrics of the song title and reflect on what they might mean to the movie. So are we getting into an analysis or an over-analysis of this one? I think over-analysis. I think we might be getting into <laughs> over-analysis with what we got scheduled here. Yeah. So on February 13th, the entire title song, No Time to Die by Billie Eilish, was released. And so now we're digging in. The first thing we need to do, Dan, when we look at these lyrics, yeah. is figure out the perspective. Who is actually saying these words? Is it Bond? Or is it about Bond? That, I'm that's not quite not, sure. About, yeah. I, I'm thinking it's actually Bond saying the words because of the line, you were never on my side. Because Bond would have been on your side. Yeah. So who's lost, though? Who's dead? Who's gone? Who's gone? I mean, this, this it's kind of haunting here. So let's do a line-by-line line analysis here. And there may actually be two losses to Bond here. Yes. Perhaps it's Madeline. Yeah. Maybe it's lighter. We yeah. don't really know. Right. And and there's a couple of lines in the lyrics that may support what you just said, Tom. And we're gonna we're gonna look. 
we're going word by word, line by line here. So buckle in, everybody, and get some coffee. <laughs> All right, here we go. I should have known. So it starts with the line, I should have known. Okay, we don't know who's saying that. If you reflect back from Bond's perspective, he should have known about Vesper. He should have known a lot of other things in the Daniel Craig reboot. Right. In all of the films, there's some things he should have known. And he gets... Well, not even in Daniel Craig. In a, in almost every Bond film. All the film, Bond films, right? right. And so, does he learn from that or is he just reflecting saying, I should have known. Right, exactly. I, once again, I should have known. Because he's too trusting? You can't really ever think Bond's too trusting. Because he doesn't trust anybody, really. But, yeah, but trust and betrayal comes up in some of the other theme yes. songs that we'll talk about a little later. Okay. So there's the first line, I should have known. We're trying to figure out what it means, if it's Bond speaking. Again, it doesn't matter who's singing the song, whether it's male, female, or whatever. The words could, could we'll go into that later. The, the words are the words, and that's what we're trying to make sense of here. I should have known. So I should have known I'd leave alone. It's basically the whole sentence there, right? I should yeah. have known I'd leave alone. Because he always leaves alone at the end. Yeah, if it's Bond talking, hey, that's pretty much Pretty things, much it, yeah, right? Even if you go to the Fleming books. Yes. There's oftentimes he, he's leaving alone. He, he doesn't get the girl sometimes. Yep. So this is good. Either she's dead, he leaves her, or she leaves him, but it's just him. Right. Right, so, so the next line is just goes to show that the blood you bleed is just the blood you owe. Just goes to show that the blood you bleed is just the blood you owe. Yeah. Now, on, on the early versions of the, t of the lyrics online, it, it, some people had own, O-W-N. With an N at the end of it, yes. yeah. But it, and that's how I interpreted it initially. And this morning, it's a lot of it's been corrected. It's O O W E, and it makes more sense. O. It very much changes the meaning of it. Yeah, you got to remember that before the song even came out, Billie Eilish said the song is a ballad. She gave us a huge hint right there because ballads are, for the most part, tragic. Now you can look at many of the Bond theme songs and. They are kind of tragic. Even the Goldfinger is tragic, you know. Huh. There, right. there are a couple of them that they released that sounded tragic too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So don't, don't give me Madonna ever again in a Bond theme. All right. So, so here we got this line, right? You just said, "Just goes to show that the blood you bleed is just the blood you owe." So, so what what does that mean? It means you pay your debt and only your debt, right? Yeah, I think you paid your debt. You're, you're you're even, basically. The blood you bleed is just the blood you owe. It's like you, you owe you, something. If you're in some kind of conflict, some kind of battle, some kind of something, for the most part, and it's true in the Craig era of Bond, he gets hurt, he gets injured, he bleeds. So this absolutely makes sense for the Craig era. He's, pa he's paying his debt. He's paying his debt. And he's bleeding the blood he owes. It's like, okay. But it also implies to me also you're bleeding no more blood than what you owed. That's true too. And because you just is just the blood you owe. 
So that's that's what uh, supports yeah. what you just said. Yeah, now the, the word just. The, the other thing I want to point out with this line that when I heard it, it was like, wait a minute, this is now the third Daniel Craig era Bond theme song that has the word blood in it. Okay. And right. I just find that interesting that in most of these films, like you say, Daniel Craig's Bond gets bloodier yeah, he than most of the other Bonds. Absolutely. And so blood's an important part running through the, the Daniel Craig arc. All right, so the next line is, we were a pair, but I saw you there. Too much to bear. Too much to bear. We were a pair, but I saw you there. Too much to bear. All right, so there's the three little lines. We were a pair, but I saw you there. Too much to bear. All right, so let's let's look at that. Who's the we? And then we'll know who the pair is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Who's the we in that sign? Is it Swan and Bond? You, you can't think it's it's Bond and Lighter. I, I don't think. No, they were a pair. Yeah, they work together. It, it, it sounds like it's getting lovey-dovey later, though, with the with the yeah, words, that's right? True. So. I'm thinking it's probably Swan and Bond, but we don't know for sure. But that's the key. We are a pair. But I saw you there. Where? I saw you where? Dead? Well, see, now, when I hear that, it's like, we were a pair, but I saw you there. And remember the betrayal line in the in the trailer. So I saw you there. You were betraying me. Okay. You, were, you put yourself in a situation that I shouldn't have seen you in yes. where you were doing something that was counter to what our relationship has been. I like that. And I think that could be the key there too, is what you just said. That's perfect. Too much to bear. Yeah, okay. Exactly what you said. Uh, saw you there doing something you shouldn't have been doing, betraying me like the first opening line of the first trailer, trailer we saw. Yeah. Why do you think I betrayed you? Why would you think I'd betray you? Right. We all have secrets. Exactly. Just haven't gotten to yours yet. And it's just too much for me to bear yours. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't want to go through that again. He went through in Casino Royale with Vesper. He went through all of this. And he trusts and gets betrayed in many of his movies. Yes. And, and it's odd because he's not really a trusting type. <laughs> he doesn't really go around trusting people. But in some cases, women, when he, especially when he converts them from the bad side to the good side, he, he now trusts them. But this one seems like she may be going from the good side to the bad side, and this this might be about these lines. We were a pair, but I saw well, you there on the bad side. Was right? she ever on the good side? I mean, remember her background. That's true. I mean, her dad was spec. We worked with Specter. Mr. White was a Specter guy. Yeah, and so that was her upbringing. Mm -hmm. All right, let's continue. You were my life, but life is far away from fair. Was I stupid to love you? Was I reckless to help? Was it obvious to everybody else? You were my life, but life is far away from fair. Was I stupid to love you? Was I reckless to help? Was it obvious to everybody else? Wow. There's, we could talk for an hour on those four <laughs> lines right there. <laughs> but we won't, I promise you. <laughs> All right, so you were my life, but life is far away from fair. 
everybody in the world knows that that's true. Yep. Sometimes things happen to you and you think, well, that's not fair. <laughs> right. We all say that. So, okay. Now, uh, it's, the, the word aware, oh, I'm sorry, the word away in there has me a little confused because at least here in the Chicago area, we use life is, life is far from fair. The word away is in there, though, which has me a little perplexed because normally the expression doesn't have the word away in there. Yeah, but I think this is just a emphasis that it's far away. It's not just not fair. It's far away from fair. This okay. is so far away from fair. All right. Okay, All right. I, I, I can get that. Yeah. Was I stupid to love you? Mm. Who's saying this again? Is it Bond saying this? Hey, was I stupid to love you, Swan? Because now she's dead or now she's turned or now she's he realizes she's on the bad side? Well, it's the same thing. Was I stupid to love you because you betrayed me? Yeah. I mean, Vesper, he thinks she betrayed him. Yeah. But then she fi- he finds out she actually saved his life. Right, but that yeah. feeling is there. But that took us three years, I think, to find that out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Was I reckless to help? I don't think that means I didn't help in a good way. It means should I have helped in the first place, right? That's the way I interpret yeah. it. Was I reckless to help? Okay, who? Who is Bond, if it's Bond speaking? Who was he reckless to help? Felix? Because that's really what brought him out of retirement, right? Felix shows up and said... You're the only guy I trust. Yeah, but he's also saying, was I stupid to love you? And I've never seen any interaction between Felix and Bond that makes me think they're in love. <laughs> right. right. No, no. I mean, so, I'm sure they're very fond of each other. Right. But, but you okay. know, so I, I don't think they're. But also, it could be when he saved her at the Institute. He steps in and he goes to the Institute and he's trying to save her from the specter organization because he promised mr white he would do that because he promised so he came in and was he reckless to help was he reckless to help mr white who was on the opposite side of things okay that's from him yeah i like that as he goes forward yeah i like that that might be the the actual answer rather than just helping felix although you do see in the trailer felix actually asking for his help so the, the key is was it reckless Bond, when asked to help, generally is going to help. If he somewhat trusts the person, he's certainly going to help Felix. No question about that. And he doesn't appear to do a lot of planning. The only reason he would help Mr. White is because Mr. White kind of turned before he killed himself. He didn't want to be involved with Quantum and Spectre anymore because of what they were doing, he said, to women and children or something. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. So Bond thinks, okay. You, you may have seen the light and okay now maybe I'll help you so that that's the reason it, it could be okay yeah he's helping white and was that reckless I love this line was it obvious to everybody else what does that mean if it's Swan he's helping and it's like was it obvious to everybody else that she really wasn't on the good side we don't know if she was or not we still haven't seen the movie but or is it something else is it hey it was obvious you're too old to do this anymore. There's That comes out a million times in these clips, right? In the trailers. You're too old. What's your name, Bond? Uh, Bond, like Bond who? James Bond. Remember all yeah, that? Oh, yeah. He's too old. He's retired for a number of years. We, we don't know how many years. Is he just too old? And is that why? It was obvious to everybody else. It's like, what are you even trying to do this stuff for anymore? That's a little... Or or is it like the Roger Moore, his last movie, 
right? Where it was yeah. obvious he was too old to be he having this, yeah. to be having this relationship. Yeah, is that's what's happening here? He's too old to be picking up a relationship with Swan. He's much older than she is, at least appears. Yeah. Or is it? We see that thing in the clip where when he he hesitates on the word control. Yes. Swan is walking next to Nomi. Yes. And there's nothing in the way they're walking that makes you think that Nomi thinks there's a problem with Swan. Right. Yeah, that's true. So. Bond stutters and go, ooh. Yeah. So when we say, was it obvious to everybody else? Well, if it's that Swan turns bad, mm-hmm. I don't think it was obvious to Nomi based on that one interaction we see. That's good. So who is and why is it obvious? To, why would anyone think that, that it's obvious to everybody else? Interesting. It's a great line. The next stuff, <laughs> again, it just follows the line, was it obvious to everybody else? But that's a question. But it continues. If you just take the question mark basically out of, was it obvious to everybody else? Continue that I'd fallen for a lie. <laughs> that's the the continuation of that line, I think. Yeah, I think so. Was it obvious to everybody else that I had fallen for a lie? Was it obvious to everybody else that I'd fallen for a lie? And right? I like that. Is that lie the betrayal? Is the reason that he's burning a note that says, forgive me? Somebody's apologizing for lying to him? Yeah, we're going to look at that too because there's there's a couple of things in that last little song clip that right. they put in there that we hadn't seen before. So in this line, that I'd fallen for a lie, it's a fact. They're not saying it as a question. I'd fallen for a lie. It's obvious that he or she or whoever is doing the speaking fell for the lie. It's a fact. It's a done deal. And it, and then the next line. Whose lie, though? The next line, you were never on my side, makes it sound like the lie was. That you were. That you were on my side. Yeah. Or is that just, I thought you were on my side. You had another big lie. Yes. That made me think that you were on my side. It's it's interesting how they tie those together. Yeah. So th- this part is good. You were never on my side. It, it can't be Felix Leiter because Felix Leiter was on his side a million times in, 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 in the other movies that he's been in and in Casino Royale. And, uh, just Felix Leiter's there for him. But it could be Nomi. It could be, it could be Nomi. It could be Nomi. Right. I don't, you, I thought you were going to be on my side. Heck, we're both double O's here working on this thing. Yeah. And there, there is conflict there and they've shown some conflict between Nomi and Bond and then they show them walking together. But in that last clip, uh, there's additional stairs and stuff that between the two of them that look tense. All right. But here here we go with this beautiful line. Fool me once, fool me twice. How you dare the paradise no. was what it looked no. like in the original things they had online. But it's not how you dare the paradise. It's we've listened to it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> it's are you death or paradise? So fool me once, fool me twice. Are you death or paradise? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this heaven and hell? Is this... So the first question is, fool me once, fool me twice. Is it the same person fooling 
Bond or Swan or somebody twice, or are there two different deceits here? And he's been fooled or she's been fooled twice. Are you fooled if it's Bond? Is he fooled by Swan and Lighter? Or is he fooled by Swan twice? Or by someone else twice? Nomi or someone else? Yeah. We don't know. But the next line. So, okay, fool me once, fool me twice. And, of course, the normal finish to that is you're never going to fool me again, right? Right. Fool me once, fool me twice. I'm not falling for it yeah. again. <laughs> There's not going to be a third time. So you might it might mean here Bond's still alive. He's still yeah. okay because I'm not falling for this shit again. Well, and it, it also could be uh, it's not just I'm not going to fall for this again. Could it be I'm going to ensure that it can't happen again? So you fooled me once, you fooled me twice, you're gone. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is whoever is mouthing these words is still alive. <laughs> well, you think because is am I in heaven or am I in hell, which is the next yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. This is Are good. you death or paradise? Right. Fool me once, fool me twice. Are you death or paradise? Okay. This is huge. You got to remember Bond's standing in front of this grave. He's burning this note. In this other clip that they put out recently, Swan is burning a note. Swan's burning a note too, yeah. He throws it off the balcony that they were yeah. just in the same room together and stuff. Right. So are you death or paradise? Who is the you? Again, if this is Bond speaking, is that Swan? He's looking at Swan. Are you death or paradise? I thought we were in love. I thought we were having a good time. We left together, Inspector. Everything was good. We came to Jamaica. We're having a good time. It was paradise. And oftentimes, islands are considered paradise. It's like, oh, man, this is great. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> or, yeah, okay. Are you going to gonna be the bad witch now and yeah. I'm dead? And, and it's not paradise, it's death, and you're trying to get me killed? So that's, a, I, I think, one of the great lines or, in, the, in the song. One of the theories that we talked about in one of our earlier podcasts about No Time to Die if we speculate that Bond is dying yes. at the end of the movie, not dead, right. but dying, yes. kind of like in From Russia with Love, mm -hmm. right? In the book. Yep. Yeah. So who is he saying, are you death or paradise? Is this, exactly. Is this- uh, Who is the you? Yeah. Who's the you for that? Because is it like, okay, I'm talking to my maker. Are you death or paradise? Or I'm in the process of dying- Mm -hmm. And let's say I'm going through a tunnel or whatever. Oh, yeah, we've who all heard I, that kind of thing. Yeah, right? who am I seeing at the end? Is it death or paradise? Yeah. Where am I going? I don't know direction. I like that. Did I go up or down? It's another little <laughs> tweak of this line and uh, a good one. You get a good visual image of that because you read all these books about that, yeah. the afterlife, and, oh, man, they were almost there, but they brought them back to life, which they could do here with Bond. We don't know. It's good. Just don't give me a heaven can wait Waiting for Mr. Jordan or Jon Snow in uh, Game of Thrones. If you're, <laughs> Don't leave him dying and have him come back like it's somebody else. All right, let's keep going. Yeah. Now you'll never see me cry. Oh, wait, that goes back to the E minor. Yeah. The whole E minor, the whole discussion we had of the E minor thing is coming out in all of these, all, all the lyrics that we're talking about here. And now you'll never see me cry. Sighs accompanied by few tears. Yeah, there you go. And if it's Bond again, we, we have rarely seen Bond cry in any of the 24 movies so far. On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Tracy dies. Boom. Yeah. He's very emotional. But cry. Now you'll never see me cry. Why? Because the person he's talking to is dead? 
perhaps. He is standing in front of a graveyard, in a graveyard, looking at a mausoleum-type burial a chamber. Or is he like, hey, I, I just don't do that kind of thing, so I'm not going to cry no matter what. No matter what happens, I got to move on. Yeah. Well, and then you've got the, the next line is, there's just no time to die. There's just no time to die. So if you take the, are you death or paradise, you'll never see me cry. There's just no time to die. Is this, I'm going through the tunnel. I'm asking that, nope, there's no time to die. I'm going to, I'm not going to die. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. The there's no, just no time to die line is perplexing to me because it assumes you do not die. There's right. just no time to die, meaning, hey, there's just no time for me to go to Jamaica tomorrow. Well, so I'm not going, <laughs> right? There's just no time to die kind of indicates that you're going to keep going. And they're not saying there's just no good time to die. It's right. there's no time to die. There's just no time to die. And just is another emphasis word where it's like there's really no time to die. It's not, not only there's no time to die. There's just really no time to die. I got stuff to do. In verse 2, it starts, I let it burn. I let it burn. Okay. We can't help but think of the notes we just saw burning, right? Or is it our relationship? That's another our, thing, right? Yeah. We got the forgive me note. We know, hey, Bond burns that, and in this latest clip, he throws it onto the ground in the graveyard. We see Swan burning a note and throwing over the balcony. So we don't know what her note was about, her note that she burned. And you're assuming when I let it burn, it has an allusion to those notes burning but what if it's the relationship it, i it, let our our relationship burn it got really burning really hot and now it's burned out and the next line is you're no longer my concern and the image of burning something it doesn't matter if it's really burning a piece of paper or like you're talking about you burn the relationship you burn you're burned out you're whatever it's destruction it's yeah in either case it's destruction yeah. And so by burning it, the concept of I let it burn, number one is you're allowing it to happen. I let it burn. Yeah, that's true. So you you wanted it to burn. Right. And so both of them are burning notes, okay? Whatever the note said, her note, we don't know. We know what his note said. Or I wanted my, see, I'm going to keep going back to relationship. You keep going back to the note. Yeah. I'm going back to the relationship. I let that relationship burn. But it also is what that burning of the paper symbolizes. And it could be exactly what you're saying, Tom burning the relationship this is a symbol of me burning the relationship or one of them is dead and the entire thing is burned up it's gone because they're dead one of them is dead or two of them are dead we don't know but by burning it he's burying him or her but it's good they both go together i think one symbolizes yeah they could, could. symbolize they, yeah, they could. what you're saying Tom. yeah yeah and then you're no longer my concern I keep thinking of the old mafia. Hey, you're dead to me, <laughs> right? right? My, our relationship is burned up. It's fizzled. You're no longer my concern. You're dead to me. And that happens in relationships all over the world, right? Once they you split with somebody, it's like, I don't want anything to do with that person anymore. We've all been in relationships that have been good or bad, but 
with the bad ones when they end. He's like, okay, most of the time you're saying, that's it. I'm out. There's no, you are no longer a concern of mine. Whatever happens to you happens. I don't give a crap. So you're out. Maybe you're dead. And of course, yeah, you're definitely having to, I have no concern for you now because you're dead and you were fooled. Maybe you were fooled in the first place. And now you're saying, okay, you fooled me. You ended up dead. I'm out. And, <laughs> and so are you. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, so are you. And then, hey, I got to move on. I got other things to do in life. And, and that's how Bond has always looked at stuff. He's always said, okay, whatever happens, I, I got stuff to do and I got I got to move on. And he, he tries to get over things. And sometimes you think he struggles to get over things. But most of the time he gets over it and he moves on. That's what he does because he's Bond. But we don't know if this is Bond. Again, we're speculating. We're speculating. Now, this next line is my favorite one in the whole thing. Faces from my past return. Uh, yeah. Faces from my past return. Yeah. So we had Blofeld from his past returned. Yeah. Saffin. Is this a parallel mm-hmm. to Dr. No? Yeah, there's a lot of rumors. Which rumor. is one of the rumors and speculations on there. Right. Or is it lighter an M? who he thought he left when he retired. Or I'm going back to my I'm dying, I'm in the tunnel, yeah. and what do they say? Your life flashes be- your life flashes before your eyes. Right. That's right? good. And a- am I seeing my past? Right. As I am dying. Yeah. I like that. So, what does it mean? Faces from my past. So, as Tom said, all these all these people could flash in front of his eyes or hey this is a lesson. To, she says the next line, another lesson to be yet to learn. Okay, what's the lesson to learn here? That I shouldn't be drumming up these faces from the past? That's a good question. What am I supposed to learn here? That, okay, the past is past. The past is dead. Go back to the other line. You're no longer my concern. Maybe that's the mistake. You're no longer my concern, but damn it. <laughs> I'm still thinking about all these other people in my life where things didn't go well. And I haven't learned that lesson yet that I should just let it go. Although Bond lets things go a lot. But we know he's we know he was close to M, Judy Dench's M. Vesper, like you're saying, Felix. You know, there's there's a lot of people in the past, even in just the Daniel Craig arc that have been lost. Well, in the positioning of this line, so you've got, you're no longer my concern. And then if the next line was another lesson yet to learn, that to me is a good, it makes sense. But this faces from my past return in between those two lines has me totally perplexed. I agree. It would have made more sense that you're no longer my well, concern and lesson to learn. But Well, maybe not. I mean, we say it made more sense. When we see the film... This line may come back and go, now I get it. Well, this may be the haunting line Yeah, in this entire song. It's the one that intrigues me the most because of where it's placed right. and what it could potentially mean. Yes. And again, it, it ties this movie back through the Craig movies. So it, it connects again because these are the faces from the past. So I like when they do that, when they're connecting the current movie back to other Bond movies and whatever. But wow, this is good. 
And so the rest of the song is basically a repeat. It's the chorus and the refrain. So we don't have to go back into that. So the, the title song is Haunting. And the teaser notes that were released before were enlightening. Yeah, and when you say the teaser notes, you're talking about those four notes. The minor key, yeah, yeah. the minor key, and, and it's just an ominous feeling the whole thing gives you. And like we said in one of our earlier podcasts, somebody has to die, and this song kind of... No, nobody has to die, <laughs> Yeah, this song kind of verifies that to me. Yeah, but we don't know who that somebody is. No, we don't know who the somebody is. So we can't be certain. But the character of the person saying the words to me, I'm listening to this over and over again. You've listened to this over and over again, Tom. The character of the person saying the words in this song sounds like Fon's character. So maybe he survived. Or maybe those are his dying words. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is staring at a grave in the Oscars trailer, right? Maybe he burns the forgive me note. Not because he won't forgive her, but because he no longer can forgive her. She's dead. Maybe. Somebody's got to die. On the YouTube piece they just released, No Time to Die official theme song by Billie Eilish preview, in this version of the song, there's new stuff. And Bond is in a suite, walking in from a balcony at sunrise, looking at a half-naked woman on a bed. The title song is playing that I fallen for a lie those words are playing and on the word lie swan is shown in the bed sleeping right on the word lie coincidence not likely yeah not likely because <laughs> not, not from ian no i mean they they calculate every detail of everything they're doing right so then there's a cut to bond near the ocean on the rocks and swan is swimming and smiling then there's a shot of Bond burning the forgive me note. Then a switch to Swan dropping a burning piece of paper off a balcony at night. Then a shot of Bond dropping his burning note onto the ground at the graveyard. And the flowers are wilted. They look like roses. And it's, it's in the daylight. So in the previous podcast, in the previous Yeah, we film, weren't sure if they it, what state tell. they were in. You yeah. couldn't tell. But here you could see they look like roses. The heads are dried up a little bit. Then there's a night shot as a ship is exploding with a plane zooming over it. And then focusing on the song again, as it's playing, Fool Me Once, and there is a tight shot of Swan's face on the Fool Me part, and a shot of Bond on the Once part. Is Swan fooled by Bond? Ooh. Then Fool Me Twice is sung, with the same shot of Bond on the Fool Me part, and a shot of the mask in the box that we've seen before, on the twice part. <laughs> uh, so who's wearing the mask? Ah, uh, this is good. Yeah, this little clip that they put out just intrigues you even more now. That that's cool. So there's no there's no coincidence in what they're doing here. And now they're setting us up big time. Oh, right. They've done a marvelous job of that. I mean, really, <laughs> it's fabulous. And now you'll never see me cry. Is playing on the cry is Bond at the graveyard looking down and the camera is below him and in front of him looking up at his face and his downward uh, leaning head and face. Was Bond the bad guy? But now you'll never see me cry or was he the good guy? I don't think Bond's going to be the bad guy. Or you're dead so you're never going to see me cry. 
Yeah. You're, I'm going to cry, but you're not going to see it because you're dead. You're not going to see me cry, right? So there's new shots in this clip of the song, and we're left, again, wondering, like we just said, because of the camera angles and where the camera lands, and on particular words of the title song, it makes us think. So the Rolling Stone says that, quote, James Bond movie theme songs are the cinematic equivalents of paperback book series covers, unquote. So I guess that means they, they set the mood and suggest what we can expect from the story. Yeah, so let's go ahead and take a quick look. I know we're going a little long on this podcast, but yeah. um, let's take a quick look at this song versus some of the other James Bond movie theme songs. So if we look prior to the Daniel Craig arc of the of the series, you had theme songs that had no lyrics or they followed the times and you had more jazzier stuff in the early you, then you get started getting into more rock bass with, you know, Live and Let Die, View of the Kill, GoldenEye. So it was adapting to the times. And the slower ballad-type themes didn't really come in until Sheryl Crow's rendition on Tomorrow Never Dies. And The World is Not Enough had a pretty eerie feel to it. I'm not going to mention Madonna. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madonna and Die Another Day. <laughs> that, that song doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. So let's look at the Daniel Craig Bonds and the themes associated with them. So I look at Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace being a pair, and the other, the last three movies really being a, a triplet there. You Know My Name actually had a kind of, to me, a born feel to it, a born identity feel to it. Da-da, 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 right? Okay. Right. Uh, it's a bit bit harsh, definitely not languid, not this ballady thing yeah. that we got in the last three movies. It does have a line the odds will betray you. Mm. Interesting. Betray. We complete the arc in No Time to Die with Betrayal. In Quantum of Solace is Another Way to Die. And I like that the odds will betray you. Eventually, yeah. they're going to catch up to you. Exactly. Okay. And in, in Another Way to Die, the song also talks about trust. Someone that you think you can trust is just another girl. Is mm. that Swan? It also has someone you think you can trust is just another way to die. Mm, yeah, because that could be your vehicle for death. And so is Swan his vehicle to death, wow. but then we find out there's no time to die. This has been Dan Silvestri. And Tom Pizzato. Of SpyMovieNavigator.com. Keep joining us as we're cracking the code of spy movies. We just took a detailed look at the title song, No Time to Die by Billie Eilish. We've had downloads of our podcast from 47 countries so far. We thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And send us a voicemail and let us know what you think. <laughs>